Welcome to Let It Out. This is a real honor and a privilege. My name is Katie Dibble. I'm not doing a traditional introduction because this is a special episode where I I do have a guest with me for the intro, a co-host, if you will, today, a guest host, just like Saturday Night Live, my very close friend, someone who I admire and look up to, even though you are younger than me, and I've known for for so many years at this point, I guess we would have met in maybe, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. I think like 2016. Yeah. You were at NYU. We'll, we'll, I'll let you explain how we met, but truly, you are one of the most sparkly, fun, incredible, smart people that I have ever met in my life. And luck would have it that we both ended up moving from New York to Los Angeles and our lives are very intertwined now in ways we couldn't have imagined. We share multiple jobs and we both work at it. It's so complex to even begin. I'm recording from our office that we both share where I am sitting in your chair. I don't actually even work at the office. I just, <laughs> where do we even begin to explain the complexity of all of this? And we both work at the shop that is near and dear to both of us. And you are the the light of this neighborhood and my life. And then basically one day I came into the shop this summer and, you know, this had been going on since the early in the, the pandemic since 2020. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing well today. I, I don't know who's going to edit the podcast. And I, you know, Mike, who had, who had been with Let It Out for such a long time, was leaving and I didn't know what to do and I couldn't find anyone. And Brie... Saved the podcast. Free's the reason for the season. And I thought there's no better person to end 2022 with than my dear friend, Brianna Bain. And welcome. I mean, take it away. Yeah. I, what a what an intro to follow. Honestly, I'm so flattered. Gosh, where do I start? So, well, we met when I was 19 at NYU and I interviewed with you for a job at Kind. Can we mention? Yeah. The sure company. Can. Okay. Great. I don't know if I've even talked about, maybe I have that. I, I definitely, it was talked about a lot that I had a full-time job and then I didn't and I left, but I don't know if I ever said it, but it is kind, healthy snacks, and and so many other things. I just I just noticed they are now making this Nuts. is not sponsored, but honestly open to it. Honestly, um, incredibly <laughs> open to a kind sponsorship. Would love to edit that into the podcast because it brought boy, us together. Oh boy. Honestly, it, it it is what brought us together. So we do owe it a lot. It is. It's like it's so funny to uh, look back now and remember talking to you on the phone and interviewing with you and you then, do remember that oh absolutely i just remember you being from the midwest like myself and feeling like i could just chit chat with you and i spoke with the girl who also worked at kind was my who was boss. the one who mm-hmm, also yep. a jess, midwesterner oh jess lovely icon <laughs> and it was just like 
I was like, oh my gosh, it's just me and my Midwestern girlies, like loving it. And then we met in person at Chacha Macha in New York, which is like absolutely the spot to be. It definitely was then, 2016. Unbelievable. (laughs) Like the Instagrammability of that place is unreal. So (laughs) we met and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my boss. She's like really cool. And I want to be her friend. And I like distinctly remember talking to you about the Nintendo Switch because I had gotten uh-huh. a Nintendo Switch and you were like I'm trying to get a Nintendo Switch and they're sold out everywhere and I told you that a YouTuber that I like said you could get them at Toys R Us and you were like do you mean Arden Rose and I was like yeah and you told me you had just interviewed her on your podcast and I did oh yeah, my yeah. So I literally funny. told everyone i knew i was like my new boss is so cool she has a podcast and i don't know like what i did that day like if i manifested if i had like an extra unicorn latte or something but like i really i really made this happen to be the editor for this podcast so i mean the rest of it's kind of history we just became you were my boss and then you were like my boss friend and then you were just my friend and then now you're kind of like my friend boss, you know, wow. like, emphasis on the friend, I would say, right? <laughs> heavy, like, heavy emphasis on the friend, light, on nothing on anything else. Wow. Okay. This is so wild because I, oh gosh, I hate to say it, but I don't remember that phone call with you. That's totally fair. No, understandable. And I don't remember. I didn't even remember that I'd interviewed Arden Rose until you said that because I've done so many of these and for everyone listening my my job at kind I led the the field marketing program for they were starting a college marketing program so I had over 50 I think college interns at all different schools across the country so I was constantly doing these interviews like backfilling the positions cuz people would only stay in them for you know 3 years tops and mm-hmm. I you know, was doing everything that I'm doing now on the side, which is wild because I can barely like do anything now, but I was doing so much then. And it was so funny because I I don't remember. I wish I remember that day at Chacha Macha. Like I, I have no memory of that. But now that you say all of that, it's just funny how memory works so differently because that was what, four or five, seven years ago now. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's a long time ago. And I, I did so many of those phone calls, but my memory, my first impressions of you are, I have different first memories of you. And so that all definitely happened. And I did remember the switch because we're going to talk about gifts today. That's one of our questions. But I remember that because I've never played a video game in my life and still haven't and barely knew what a Nintendo Switch was. (laughs) (laughs) However, my boyfriend at the time loved a good video game and I really wanted to give him a really good gift because I was moving and we were about to be long distance. (laughs) And so it wasn't even like a a Christmas present. It was just, I wanted to buy him a Nintendo switch and I wanted to be able to get it when no one could get it. And you gave me this hot tip. And then you told me later, which might've been Christmas. Actually, you told me, which I was like, what do I, what kind of game should I get? What are we working with? What? And you told me to get Zelda. Yeah. I remember that. 
And then I just remember you being like the cool, like you were just so cool. And I don't know how I found you. Cause usually the last person would backfill the next person or that's how I did it to make it easy for myself. Cause I just wanted the, you know, if I liked one person, I knew they would be nice and recommend a great person. Was it, did you know Molly? Is that how, mm-hmm. cause Molly yeah. was the one before you, which I remember because Sasha, who's my best friend and like, second mom has been on this. Sh- she interviews me on this show every year for my birthday. She, mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew, did I ever tell you this? No, no. So Sasha's so cool. And I know I've told you about her, but she, she's someone who, you know, kind of like us in the neighborhood, but in the East village, like everybody knows her. And she used to, you know, bartend one day a week and pull out the plastic straws. And this is like in the early nineties. And she, you know, was an art teacher and she, you know, worked all these cool jobs. And and one of them was during the summers, she all a bunch of her friends were professors at NYU. And so she would take their kids in the summer and made up this summer camp, essentially. And it was called Downtown Explorers. And she would like, take them to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens and let them run around. And she would, you know, if no one was on the subway, she'd let them run around in the subway car. Like she was so cool. And Molly, your predecessor at NYU was one of them and I loved her and then I was like who have you got for me who's next and then that's how I found <laughs> you and here we are it's so funny to think back because I met Molly because I was playing Super Smash Bros with some of my friends and she was wearing a kind hat and I was like where'd you get the kind merch love kind huge kind bar fan and I mean that's how it all that's how it all came together. Honestly, it was like a quick meeting and she was like, we need to fill a position. Do you want to apply? And it's like, okay. And yeah. yeah I, she was so graduating. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. She was graduating. And then the guy that worked with her made ish. that like, yeah, just like blew up. I filled Isha's spot. Like he was like, he made viral. Hoodies. Oh yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. No, there's like major NYU kind ambassador lore. Um, we've got graduators, of course, but we also have, yeah, hoodie makers who That's right. become too busy to give out kind bars. Yeah. So someone's yeah. gotta do it. He was so cool too. And we we were pals and I remember we saw we saw his favorite musician at we were at the Think Coffee. And mm, I remember yeah. like, oh, that was wild. Well, there's so many cool things that happened. And then, so then I left kind, I felt so bad abandoning you there, but I <laughs> left and you got a new boss. And then <laughs> this part I do, this is the other memory I have of you like calling me and being like, all right, when you left, I was, I was all set. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was gone. Like, I don't think I lasted like a month. I was like, this isn't really, mm, this isn't for me anymore. Like, because with you, it was fun. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, it wasn't as fun anymore. And it was my senior year and I was stressed. I was like, no, I I would much rather just be like helping Katie with some fun tasks for her podcast than carting around kind bars through like Washington Square Park. What was funny about that was that I felt really bad because my predecessor in that position had several schools <laughs> have that same situation where there was a big jumping ship when I left, which, you know, and, and so many of it, like Melissa, another student who was at Boston University, 
she worked with me on Let It Out for years until she got a full-time job after she graduated. And, and you know, that was incredible. And then, and then you, I remember you calling me and you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving, but like, can we still hang out? And I was like, oh, bummer for the last person. But like, yes, of course. And then at that time I was starting a magazine, LOL, that I had no business starting <laughs> and absolutely could not fund, but I thought I could at the time. And that's a whole nother podcast and digital media was changing and it's a whole thing. But we had some meetings and we had a whole team and this other lovely person who I'm friends with on B Rail still, her name's Charlotte. And we met on the train. On I was on my way to Hudson to do an interview and she was visiting her grandmother and we just like got talking and like got each other's number and she was like your age. And so do you remember mm-hmm. this? And then we did a photo yeah. shoot and yeah. you're in that and... And then, yeah, and then I got really depressed because I had a breakup. And then mm-hmm. I, that led me on my, with the person I bought the Nintendo Switch for. It turns out that couldn't um, mend things in the way that I thought it could. <laughs> so close. Uh, so close. And then I went on, I went away. I went, like, I went to Europe for a while and I came back. And then I went on this trip that, you know, was like my eat, pray, love after that breakup that never ended that led me to LA. And then, it must have been sometime in 2020. We, we always like stayed in touch, but then you were here and you were living in Venice and I came to Venice. And then I think you came here and I was like, I think you should come east and I think you should work at the shop. And I think we should hang out all the time. You were really my North star in this because when I moved to LA, I moved in June of 2020. And I moved with a boyfriend at the time who was from there. And we had to move there because of like a family emergency of health stuff. So it was totally overnight. I didn't know anybody. And there was nothing to do. Like everything was shut down. And so after like nine months of just family time, I was like, I need to talk to people. And you posted about the shop having an open position. And I immediately was like, I want to work there. I don't care that I live on the other side of LA. I will drive there. I will meet them. (laughs) And um, you were like, I'll put in a good word. And it like, oh my gosh, I would so look forward to it because I was like, I get to talk to Katie and I get to meet strangers. And it was like, I get to work in a cute little shop. It was so like, I think that's really what got the ball rolling for me of like, my life as an individual in LA, which was just so needed at that time. And now it's like, I I cannot even imagine a life without you and that shop and the neighborhood, everyone in it. It's made like such a tremendous difference in my life. So I really, I mean, many of those things I can chalk up to you. So I'm very grateful. The owners of the sh- our beloved shop, they are all lovely and I'm close to them as well, but you're, you are closer with them and you see them more often because you work with them more and more directly now, which, you know, came a bit later. But because of that, I always say that, you know, the best thing that I did for the shop and will ever do for the shop or them is bring them you, <laughs> which I forgot that it's so much time is best that I forgot that that even that even happened. But I'm, I mean, truly, I am so grateful that you're here. And just so Brie drives a hot pink convertible 
Volkswagen Beetle, which I think will just like give a visual to everyone that will be useful for the duration of our time together, which I hope is infinite mm-hmm. and forever. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll never forget. Like, I just have so many sweet memories of you in the last couple of years. But one time I had this like, it was from an old couch that I don't even have anymore. This pillow. What, what? It was like a cushion. But I just put on my story like, does anyone want this? And oddly, like more people responded about that cushion than like anything I've ever posted. But you wanted it. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, of course, like, of course, I'm going to give it to you rather than, you know, anyone I didn't know. And so you come over to pick it up and you like, we put it into your, I like carry it out to your car with you and we we put it in the car and then you, I might be blending two memories together because this might've been a different time when you, when I lost my keys and you made me new keys or something else, but you like came up to my apartment and then you just like, you were like such a, Barbie. It was a sunny day and you were just like, beep, beep. And then you put a peace sign up and just like drove around. Bye, Katie. Peace. And like, and then just honked and drove off. And, and I think of that every time I walk, because I walk by the shop like 10 billion times a day, as you know, and Bree's here working either at the shop or next door at the office that, that we share. One of the owners owns an interior design business and, and Bree is working there right now. And so, I'll I'll see your car and when I walk by and it just makes me so happy and I don't know I just have so many sweet memories of you and and to the to the point of like our early meeting back then in New York what what I don't remember about that day specifically at at Chacha Macha but I do my first distinct memory of you was at our team I think we flew everyone out to Chicago I'm pretty sure is that right so you would have just yes. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Chicago. And we did... So all the students from all over and we did this big like training summit. And I took our our team, went out to dinner and we all sat together. And I just look over Eric, and, you know, and they were all the cool... I thought the, the coolest people, you know, I just... I loved all of you so much. But... And, and some of them, I, you know, was closer with than others and... Brie was was new at the time, but I just look over and she's doing everybody's chart. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny too because, like, I don't know if your Leo Moon like subconsciously hired a ton of Leos, but when you have like a bunch of Leos in the same room and you start like talking about like character traits and defining themselves, <laughs> it's like ears perk up. People were excited. So no, I think I did like. I think I read like eight natal charts that (laughs) night. Like it was like everyone else's work stopped at five, but like, baby, I went all night. I was like, you're a Sag moon. You're a Libra rising. It was like, it was intense. And I also really felt like it brought us all a lot closer. Like I felt like I knew them a lot better after that, which was cute because, you know, you got to work with us all the time, but we didn't know each other that well. So it, it, it definitely helped everyone feel like they could open up when they could like bring astrology into it and be like, Oh, I am like that because of my Virgo Mercury. Like you're so right. Um, Yeah. It was, it was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And we talk about this all the time. of like, that's what I, you know, I always say that about whether it's, you know, Myers-Briggs or human design or astrology, it's, or uh, what's the other one that my friend Zoe's so into Enneagram. 
all of them really are a way for us to have shared language to be like, this is how I am. See me and know me and mm-hmm. see each other. And I, I just think that's like really beautiful about it. And I mean, okay. So to that tip, we mentioned that our, our birthdays are, are close together. I don't know if that's in the recorded part, but our birthdays are close together and we have very, Similar, but I think opposite astrology, but, but tell everyone your sun, moon and rising so people can astro profile you. Please. And I would love for people to astro profile me. I'm a Taurus sun. I'm a Leo rising and I'm a Sagittarius moon. So those are my big three. So mine is, I always, so we're just one opposite. So we're both Taurus sun and then I'm a Leo moon and Sagittarius rising. So we're just opposite. So what do you think that means? Like, the have you ever been, like, is anyone else close to you? Like, have you ever heard of this before where it's like just the same except those two switched of people being well, close or friends? There's like discussions of synastry in astrology where it's kind of like, even though our moon signs aren't, the same or our rising signs aren't the same um when you have like a leo rising and a leo moon it's like it kind of suggests that how i come off outwardly is something that you identify on like a deep emotional level and vice versa like i see your sagittarius rising and my sagittarius moon feels really seen in those moments so yeah and then the taurus suns i think there's there's just such an intense connection, I think, between people with the same sun signs. It depends how much I think you identify with your sun sign, how much you like it, or, you know. It also, it's interesting because, yeah, it. I feel like it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like with all of those things, they really are skills to help you describe and find verbiage. So there's like shadow work that comes into astrology. There's inner child work in astrology like it it all exists there but yeah i think really for us it just i think we feel seen by each other with how we present and our emotional sides feel really um observed so like five of my close friends that i see not even necessarily close close but the five people i see the most often here in the neighborhood are all taurus and then you and then my best friend Carolina is also a Taurus. And, you know, one of my best friends, Captain, is a Taurus. We're exactly a week apart and he has the same birthday as Carolina. Like I have a lot of people like really in. So that tracks. And then I, my understanding of sun and or rising and moon is that moon is what you are like kind of moving away from right and risings like how or risings like how you i don't know help no (laughs) you're you're sounding great so i think how i describe it and i also think people like have their different ways of describing it but to me it's like your rising is like i think sometimes we say it's a first impression but i think it's more than that i think it's really just how you approach the world so it's kind of the first thing people see about you. It's the energy that you give off. And it's not like that goes away as people get to know you more. It definitely does impact a lot of your actions. But I do think there's something about the impression that the rising gives. Your son is more so like your actions 
and who you are on a day-to-day basis, your moon is like your emotional. It's kind of that deeper part of you. And I think it's kind of this thing that leads you like those subconscious desires that like calling that you have in your life, whatever that may be. I think your moon really lends to that. And it also, it also speaks to like what you, what you want out of others, like what makes you feel emotionally fulfilled from others. Mm. So, and then they're all impacted by houses and, and other parts of your chart. It's, it's honestly, it's a wormhole. Yeah. It's it's a wormhole. Well, let's do, let's do a whole episode on that another time because I feel like there is so much to it. Well, this is the, the agenda for today. We're going to answer a couple questions. We're going to answer two questions that were submitted by you and, and you meaning the listeners, not our friends listening, not Brie. And then we're going to play, if you listen to my show with Serena Wolf, our show, Brie and I and Serena's show, Spiraling, Brie also edits that and also saved Spiraling. And so what Serena and I do every year for the first episode of the new season is we do a fun silly Q&A and we guess each other's answers. And so we pick the questions ourselves and, and guess each other's answers and see how well we know each other. And so I thought it, I thought of two questions for that. And then I thought we could do the spiraling questions to Brie. So mm-hmm. that's that's our that's our show today on this week's agenda. However, I'm trying to start a campaign to have Brie come back on the show perhaps quarterly, perhaps monthly. I I mean, honestly, I think she should just honestly do it all because she's so dynamic and smart and sparkly. And I just want to hear your voice all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm like blushing. Thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) But I think it would be fun because you know so much about astrology and I'm like clenching my fist to like not ask you what I want to ask you, which is like so much more about it and how you got into it. But I'll save that. And then when you come back, we can talk about astrology and our specific charts and how we've used it and how it's helped us in our lives. And and that might be an interesting example. And then we can also talk about human design. And I feel like I'm a bit more well-versed in that one. And I've I've had a couple astrologers on the show, but I've had several human design readers. And so we can talk about that and maybe we'll take, you know, we'll do like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram too. And like, just kind of like compare and contrast all of it. And just like I said, use it as a conversation. I think it's fun as a conversation starter, you know, mainly. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like, and it's also going to be a great conversation to have like face to face in person. Yeah. We forgot to mention we are distance recording this oddly because you are, even though we both live in LA and see each other often, I am back in LA, just got back. I was in the Midwest and you are still in the Midwest for the holidays. So we're, this is unfortunately a Zoom recording, but actually so fortunate because I get to talk to you while you're gone. And that's a real thrill. This week's episode is brought to you by Sprout Living. Let me tell you about this plant-based protein powder. You might know already, but I, you know, I'd say I'm pretty active. I walk a decent amount and I'm known, you know, something of a pedestrian. And let's just, you know, make it be known that products like Sprout Living, these blends of delicious protein powders keep me going. And they make them with incredible ingredients, 
We talk in these episodes, Nada and I, about how wild it is that we have to eat and figure out things to just keep us going. And it's really nice when we have a product that avoids anything unnecessary, additives, gums, thickeners, natural flavorings that, you know, turns out aren't so natural. It's it's in here. There's information about it. You can Google it too. It's wild. Listen, Sprout Living, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff because they use only powerful superfoods and adaptogens and nootropics to make these products that are protein blends that are multifunctional. So it's not just protein powder. It's actually really convenient and cost saving because, of course, you know, you're you're getting a lot of bang for your buck and you're getting you're helping the planet to reduce waste their epic protein pro collagen blend for example contains many ingredients that can help boost your body's own production of collagen there's a mindful matcha which is really nice and can boost mental clarity which clearly i need and focus and memory it's really really great and you know what the best part of this is that it tastes good. It doesn't taste like, you know, something that you think is healthy and tastes terrible. It's really incredible how how great it tastes. And it's not just me that thinks that. I've given it to friends. I've shared. I think you will like it. And, you know, give it a go. Give it a go. There's many flavors to try. There's a chocolate maca, which tastes like chocolate milk. And there's complete coffee blend that, you know, has coffee in it. So of course it's going to be effective and taste good and use the code, let it out for 20% off your order. Again, that's code, let it out for 20% off your order. Thank you so much, Sprout Living. I, I really love you and I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you're here listening. And I, I think that trying them out would be really cool. Okay, so I write this newsletter, as you, you, Brie, know, and those listening may know, hopefully know, and I sometimes do an advice column in there where I pretend that I'm Nick Cave, who writes my favorite newsletter, The Red Hand Files, and I know that I will never even come close to the sage wisdom within that beautiful piece of journalism. However, I try sometimes and we have several questions that have been submitted there and on Instagram. And I actually put up on my Instagram today that Brie was coming. So we'll see if we can even do some quick fire advice. This is just our advice column and we're going to do our best as, as non-experts and two people that are friends who, you know, really love each other and love you because you allow us to get to do this. And so we're going to answer two questions from you. So this one I thought was interesting. And it's a two part question. It's what advice would you give your 25 year old self? And what advice would you give your 35 year old self? And so we'll we'll each answer this. And I'm so interested to get <laughs> to get your answers because so Bree and I are I don't, I can't do the mental math quick enough. Seven seven years apart. I'm 32 and you're 25. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Because the other day I was talking to our mutual friend, Lizzie, and I was like, I have no concept of how old you are, Brie, because do you ever do that when you meet someone, they just stay the age that they are when you (laughs) met them? (laughs) Yeah. No, all the time. So you're going to be 19, like always for me. I love that. Honestly. That's perfect. You're you're 26 to me forever, Great. then, which is yeah. 
I'm down. <laughs> Perfect. Let's just stay this way. So I guess you're giving it. What advice would you give yourself now? <laughs> and then yourself in 10 years, which is kind of interesting. Right now, it's so interesting as I've been home and it's the end of December, I've been reflecting a lot. So I feel like and what I've been talking about a lot with my family and my friends and the advice that I think I give myself like every day is just to take it a step at a time. I'm someone who wants to plan out like the next 45 years of my life and know exactly what's going to happen. And I've tried to do that before. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Things are going to come up. So the thing that I feel like I remind myself is just Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It's all that. It's the same thing of just being like, just take it easy. Take it day by day. You literally have no idea what's happening. So yeah. that's that's been my biggest thing right now. And honestly, a lot of my friends who are my age or a little older or a little younger, I know have been saying that to themselves a lot too. You can splice in that. that song. You remember that song? Step by step, day yes. by day. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> that's such a good one. I mean, I think that's good for everybody. The older you, that you get, I think there's just a little bit more pressure that things should be more together or things should be more planned out. And so I think that that's good with with everyone regardless, but especially, yeah, with yeah. we're at, at 25. Um, all right. And then 10 years from now, what, what, that's a, wow. That's a good question to ask yourself. For me at 35. And I think I'm inspired by like a lot of the people around me who are, including you who are older than me in some capacity. I think the thing that I love the most and that I hope I do as well is stay really free. Like just never, I hope to never take myself too seriously. I think that that is my greatest piece of advice. Like, I think you're only as old as you make yourself be, or, you know, only as rigid as you make yourself be. I think I'd like to continue just being pretty lenient pretty go with the flow. I hope that's I hope that's a trait that follows me into 35, 45, you know, just and beyond. That's so good. That's so good. I don't see you becoming rigid. I I'm curious if you feel this way. I think it's a little bit different maybe 10 like 15 to 25 is I mean you're you really go from being a kid and a teenager to being a grown up and and so I feel like that is maybe more of a more of a jump, but I don't know. Maybe I just don't remember it as much. But I think, you know, we're kind of, we kind of come here like baked, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I don't feel that different at 32 than I did at 22. I mean, and my life is so different and I'm around different people and I know different things, but you know, I'm kind of been stuck in here since I'm kind of how I was when I was a kid, really. Like, Nate, my nature is sort of do you feel that way oh absolutely completely I it's so funny because I look back at even who I was at 19 20 21 and like I see the decisions I was making and what I was saying and I think I've grown a lot in many respects but it's like the intentions are 
are pretty much the same. Like I think at my core, there's so many similarities. And I think this will probably happen as I get older and as we all get older. And with the help of therapy and learning and self-awareness. But I think we just become more refined versions of ourselves who are able to take a breath. But I think deep down the intentions are are still are still there. And I look back at like 19 year old Brie and I see her very pure and sweet intentions. And I've learned a lot more since then. But yeah, I feel like that kind of stays evergreen. Yeah, it's just on my mind because I just listened to it. And this, <laughs> there's actually a, we do have another guest today that will be coming up later on the program, which is this lovely person named Mark, who is the founder of our dear sponsor, Sprout Living. But actually, you know, he, I think he's around my age and, and he was saying, I asked him like the greatest advice he's ever been given or something, which people are going to hear in a second. But I actually really haven't stopped thinking about his answer, which was something to the effect of what you're saying of like, and it's, it's kind of a cliche and it's sort of something I've heard many times, but I don't know, I guess the way he said it went right into me or, or I heard it when I needed to, which was just like, we only have the information we have at the time that we have it. So things just take as long as they're going to take. And you might look back at something now and be like, oh, it was so clear that that wasn't going to work or that I needed to do something differently. But it wasn't clear then. So I believe that we, you know, that's why everyone's timelines are really different. And that's why, you know, I think the the older we get age, and this is something that's been coming up a lot on this show and my interviews because it's just been so on my mind and on spiraling as well of like, you know, Serena and I couldn't have more different lives <laughs> and we're not that far in age. I'm only a couple of years younger than her. And I think, you know, so much of that is just like how, you know, what we came with and where we were and how, you know, it, so, so much of it is just circumstances and then also our nature. And, and I don't know, it's just to, 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 to compare, I think, is really where, you know, we start to feel bad about it. But but ultimately, it's, you know, people do things at all different ages and you only know what you the information you have and, and things take as long as they do. And now I'm repeating myself. <laughs> no, but it's so real. Like, I was talking to my friend about it today, actually. And it's also like, People view you in such a different way than you view yourself. Like you might see yourself and say, this is taking me too long. This isn't working. This is failing, like, et cetera, et cetera. But people see you and I talk about this with you as well. People see you in a completely different light of like, they're inspired by you. They're excited by you. And I think that can be shocking, but that's also something that is like a massive comfort to me is like, I look at all my friends and everyone I love in my life, including you and like everyone that we have in common. And I think they're all incredible. And then I'll talk to them and I'll find out that they're worried about work or their relationship or their daily life or whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's just not how I view them at all. So we're also for another cliche, just to like top it off. <laughs> it's like, we're all our own harshest critics. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we got to view ourselves like we view like our best friends or our loved ones. Like we're all just trying our best. Gosh, 
there's this Ramdas line that he says that always makes me cry, but he says, we're all just walking each other home, which I just think is so sweet. Mm, yeah. The, the, you know, my, my other guru, Mark from Sprout Living, like in this interview that I'm really, I did not mean to do this, but it is just on my mind, I guess, because I just listened to it. But he said, to your point, it, it's really hard to do it for ourselves like it's really hard to do everything for ourselves including our our self-worth you know it's good to have people around you and i think part of part of this show and i think why it's been so challenging lately and and you know some challenges that i've had in my life lately are related to so much of my work and life being solo like i for the first time in a while i mean now it's been years but i live by myself as you know i work pretty much by myself now i get to work with with you on this but it's you know it's pretty much been my it's a daily pretty solo pursuit and i had this this person josh radner on the show a couple years ago and and he said this thing that stuck with me about this which was like when you're feeling low or like kind of depressed try to outsource your perception of yourself to someone that you that loves you or mm -hmm. that at least knows you a little bit because it will be closer to what you actually are than what you at your worst thinks of yourself because you're you're we all don't see ourselves clearly anyway but you mm -hmm. feeling down it's going to be really skewed and theirs will be skewed too because they love you but it'll be closer and I I think of that often because there's some people who who do a, a similar podcast and we were both speaking at a podcast festival years ago and they're a, a duo that that host this show and I am am not unfortunately daily and and their assistant someone asked them like what do you think is the secret to their success and their assistant was like well when one of them's down the other one's not and can bring them up and that's that's like how they go about it and i was like god damn it like <laughs> you know they, i was like I, I need one of those you know but but i think it is true like people around and this is a whole thing in human design actually which is like a whole different conversation but when you have a lot of undefined centers of people who know about human design know that then you're really susceptible and malleable and need you kind of ride the energy of having other people around and i have one of the like rare charts where all of mine are open <laughs> so it's kind of out of alignment for me to spend so much time alone but i also it's very comfortable to, for me because i'm an only child it's like a whole thing but anyway I, yeah i'm very curious about about yours and anyway i yeah i we gotta we all have to help each other it's just kind of how this works i think it's true. It's very true. All right. I'll do my my advice very quickly. Um, yeah. But when I think of my 25-year-old self, it feels like two seconds ago. But I, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier today. And the first thing that came to mind, and I don't think this was exactly when I was 25. I think this was probably more around my Saturn return. and But I still feel like a little bit behind like i feel like i'm about 30 right now like i'm just becoming 30 even though i'm like halfway to 33 so maybe it kind of checks out <laughs> the math but after my big breakup when i was so just sort of tender and and soft something i was never like this before but suddenly i became really anxious and really you know and i think part of that was like i was part of a, a 
couple and then I I wasn't and I was in you know and I I also left my job like around the exact same time and and so I was I really felt alone and I didn't have a community in New York like I had a lot of friends but they were all separate and anyway what I would say to that scared person is whenever someone's not texting you back it isn't about you because I was so in my head the whole first season of spiraling like all of my serena and i each share a anxiety spiral at the beginning and i feel like 90 percent of mine were like a version of someone's not texting me back and it wasn't like someone i was dating it wasn't like it was it wasn't ever the same it could literally be my mom to like a boss to like a new friend i met that day to like my best friend like it was it really didn't matter but I was like, it, it, which that spiral really was like, someone's mad at me. Like I did something bad and that's what it was. But, but really it's like people are bit like, it would just sound so silly, but I, I don't do that anymore. And now when someone doesn't text me back, I don't, I just am like, oh, they, they can't and it's fine or they will or they like, it's not about me. And I, that is like, oh my God, if I had that then, it would have saved me so much cortisol release and like i just i probably had years to my life (laughs) when things like that happen it just gives you an opportunity to especially if you're like feeling raw and vulnerable it just gives you an opportunity to beat up on yourself and there's no need like it is it's so hard to remind yourself that a lot of people's actions have nothing to do with you whether it's like a not texting you back or not calling or whatever it is, it's like people are so deep in their own shit. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the pandemic helps with that. Maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. having my heart broken like more times in different ways. <laughs> like I think yeah. that kind of like desensitizes that a little bit, but anyway, it's a welcomed change. Um, all right. My 35 year old self God, I mean, that's like two seconds from now for me. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll just keep it tight and say I, I hope that there's enough time between now and then that I'm hoping of, I have a few more ducks in a lot. I really like my life right now. There's just some uncertainty and, and malleability that I want to like be able to maintain it with less fear and... I hope that I can kind of say something similar to what I said about this little lesson about the texting back thing where I can just be like, just like, let yourself enjoy it. Like, it's fine. You did it. Like you're, you're stable. Like I I, want, I hope I have a tiny bit more. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd take a lot, but more stability <laughs> than, you know, and I, I think yeah. I, I thought I would have more stability at 32. And so I really hope by, by 35, I, some things have kind of, clicked into place or I have a bit more consistency or I mean honestly a lot of it is related to money and like finances and and I think what I'm what I'm realizing when I went home recently is like wow so much comes down to that which is like kind of crude to say but that you know I, I don't believe like money solves all problems it definitely doesn't but it does solve some and I think in your 30s it's like and in my 20s, at least, I, I kind of feel like, oh, like, everybody doesn't have it figured out. And like, nobody is money. And we're all like, we're in this together. And then suddenly it was like, I woke up because I turned 30 in the thick of the pandemic, early in the pandemic, I 
I feel like I am just 30 now. And it's like I woke up and suddenly everybody my age owns a house and like has a kid and has a partner. And I'm like, wait, 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 what, how, wait, what? Oh, shoot. Well, yikes. You know, especially like when I just went back to the Midwest and literally every single person I went to high school with, my mom informed me several times has at least one to two children and is married. And like, I'm just like, wow, I feel so far from that. And, you know, it, it's, it's just interesting. So I hope at 35, I, I have a bit more yeah, stability. And then the advice I would give that, that individual, that stable individual I will become at 35 is enjoy it, like enjoy it. And, and just don't, don't worry. You're, it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. And I hope it feels as like much as the 25 year old advice where it's like, of course, you know, knowing you and knowing like the the purity of your heart and your intentions, I just have no doubt that you will reach that point and beyond. And I absolutely think you're going to look back at this conversation at 35 and be like, you were good. Everything was good. I don't have a single doubt about that. I truly don't. (laughs) Oh my God. I want to cry. Ah, I love you. That's so nice. Well, we'll we'll check back. We'll check back in a couple of years, and we'll we'll play that. We'll play this, and we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I could talk to you forever, and I really wish that I could. But do you have time for one, several more questions? Actually, I do. Yes, wonderful. I like this one because it's timely. What is the best gift that you've ever given and the best that you've received? And then what makes a good gift and why? And I added that part because that was the topic of my most recent newsletter. And I'm curious what you'd say. So best gift I've ever given, I would say is for my mom's 60th birthday, she it was 2020 so it was like the middle of the pandemic and she is a big yoga girl yogi and it was it was during that time her birthday's in july she's a cancer so july was just you're really in the thick of it and you couldn't go to yoga classes really so I recruited her favorite yoga teacher and a bunch of her closest friends and other yoga teachers she likes or people from yoga that she's really close with. And we went to a little park in Illinois and all practiced together and had cake and wine. And I wanted to just give my mom something that I felt like wasn't an item. I've really started to lean into experiential gifts. I think that that's been a game changer for my relationships with everyone uh, just because you get to have fun with them and it feels special and you got to orchestrate it, but also you get to see how special it made them feel. So that's the mm-hmm. best gift I've ever given. I would say that's so uh, good. Was it a surprise? Yeah, it was, it was a surprise, which was really fun. Oh my God. She was probably so stoked. She was so excited and we all like, practiced in a circle so it was like so communal feeling and then we all ate our our cake and had our wine and just kind of celebrated and talked about what we love about my mom and she's a she's a special woman so she deserved it it was really it was really beautiful oh that's so that's so so cool and yeah that was so peak pandemic too that that's kind of like the perfect 
outside situation you could do checks a lot of boxes you make it work like honestly well done thank you it was really fun it was fun to plan and you know it's like it's fun for everyone it's fun for the person getting the gift but everyone included too it feels so like connective yeah the best gift i ever received it's funny because it kind of came into my life randomly but then it was kind of given to me as a formal gift for christmas of 2020 and that is my cat puma he belonged to my ex-boyfriend's family uh and then ran away for literally five years which is insane (laughs) and would come back every year or so just like totally messed up scrapped like come back for a day eat some food and water then leave but in 2020, he just came and and never really left. And no one really wanted him except me. I fell deeply in love with him. And, you know, as I was saying before, my 2020 was really lonely because I had moved and I was not prepared for that and just didn't really know anyone. So he just kind of came into my life. And then officially for Christmas, he became my cat. And I just like look at him every day and I'm, I'm just so grateful. So I guess, I mean, I was kind of given the cat, given Puma by my ex-boyfriend, but I also just feel like he gifted himself to me. Mm. So yeah, I, 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 I love him. A close second is my friend just got me camo croc sandals. Yes, our friend. Those are Lizzie, right? Oh, Lizzie. I'm like, Lizzie listens to me. And she, I had no idea. She was jotting down everything I was saying, everything I wanted. And I guess this kind of leads into the other question of like, what makes a good present? But it's like, when someone makes you feel heard, it's just like the most incredible feeling. Like when she told me what she got me, I didn't even realize like, Sometimes as a chatty gal, I'm like, I'm just talking into the abyss. But to know that my friend really like listens to me and hears what I'm saying and like remembers it and takes it down. Like it, it, things like that mean so much to me when I just feel like someone heard what I was saying. What about you? I want to hear like, I want to hear your gift situation. Gosh, I mean, that's a tough act to follow. Those were so sentimental and... I mean, the experiential gift for your mom. My mom also turned 60 in 2020. And I tried to give her piano lessons because when I was a kid or when I was in high school, we had a piano, oddly. It's like a a long story, but neither of us played. I mean, I took lessons like a little bit, but I was, I can play up on the housetop and like, Mm, that's pretty much where it ends and but my my friend jeff would would come over and he would always be waiting for me because i was again stuck in here uh late and i'd be like upstairs or something or like getting ready and and my mom would have to like entertain jeff and and one day he he was just such a he was like what i mean i'm sure taurus or like moon and leo or something of to that effect because he he reminds me a lot of you actually but he would just like chat with my mom and started playing the piano one day 
And he taught my mom how to play lean on me. And so she would like practice it and play. It, and it was so sweet. And I too, you know, I was here and, and she was turning 60 and, it, you know, I hadn't seen, like, it was just really, I didn't know what to do. And so I, I tried to get her zoom piano lessons, which I did, but she didn't actually want to do them. So she didn't really have the bandwidth for it. So that's kind of like a fail, but I think, you know, if we, if the thought that counts works here, then, you know, I did try, um, yeah, no, but that's I don't. Beautiful. Thanks. That's like such a beautiful gift. Well, yeah. it didn't yeah. really work out, but I'll think of you know her seventy, <laughs> 60, sixty-five. I'll have a better one, but yeah. or maybe she'll be right. retired by then, and like we'll actually have time to do an experience. So I'll I'll mm. think of something, but. I, I think the Nintendo Switch was like, you know, even though it didn't like maybe it came with ulterior motives, like I do think that was a pretty good gift. And then, you know, as far as the best gift that I've well, that was just an example of like what Lizzie did for you. Right. And I, I feel like I'm always pretty good at that with people I'm dating, like getting mm-hmm. them anything they mention vaguely or like whoever I spend the most time with. And Lizzie and you spend so much time together, too, like. I'm pretty good at getting them a gift like that because I'm just clocking things and writing it in my phone. And so that it does, it feels so good. I mean, my answer to what makes a good gift and why is the topic of the last newsletter. So if we'll link to that, if people want to like see me talk about that at, at length, but that was one of them, you know, what you just said. And, and then also not having ulterior motives and just really one, you know, I quote our Lord and Savior fellow podcaster, Chris Black, where he was like <laughs> something to the effect of spend money on gifts because you can, you know, it's it's more of a payoff than anything you could ever want yourself. And I, I really do believe that. And so th- whoever I, I spend a lot of time with or whenever I b- see something that makes me think of someone, I just get it. And regardless of what what time of year and this year, my friend, Dr. Patty, just like gave me kind of like Puma. <laughs> it's so it's not a living thing, but I think it's real. She said it's really popular and like all Korean households have it, but she has a like hot water on demand and she had an extra one. And so she gave it to me one day and truly like it's so, like when you come over next, like we have it here at the office actually, but like having hot water at all times, like I drink so much tea and I run cold and that is just really nice so like i'm really into practical gifts like nick gave me a cinnamon shaker i've talked about this on the podcast before but it was like a the kind that they would use at a coffee shop like before the pandemic when you could like put things on yourself you know do you know what i'm talking about like that kind of cinnamon shaker like that metal yeah yeah yeah, he gave me one of those yeah because i love putting cinnamon on everything and and so (laughs) that's a good one and then i think most recently my friend captain made me a Mixie D, a Yola Tango starter kit for that I've been listening to in my car. And that's quickly climbing the charts is my favorite gift. And those are really cute gifts. And yeah, yeah. Like, practicality is everything when it comes to a gift. Because every time you use it too, you think of them. And it's like, every time you listen to that album, you think of Captain. Like, that's so sweet. Yeah. And they're his favorite band. And it's it's kind of like Alex G. Do, have you listened to much Yola Tango? No, I really i I haven't. Like I've heard them when I listen to like Sirius XM in my parents' car, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, this might be a stretch, but I see a lot of similarities to Alex G. In the sense of there's so much 
music. Like they've, I mean, more than Alex G because they're much older and they've been doing it for so long, but they're stylistically is so different. Like they're so like, depending on which song you listen to, like it could sound completely different. And I mean, a lot of artists have that, I guess, but it's just really distinct. And so he really, I'm like, wow, this is like, I love all of these songs. And I didn't feel that way when I just like turned on shuffle yellow tango on Spotify and we're mm-hmm. going to go see them in February. And I'm just, yeah, that, that was a, a really, really good one. And yeah, anything, I, I think something like this related Christine, who everyone here knows, and you know, I know Brie, my really close friend and, and and she you know she has a youtube channel and she really knows makeup and products and for my birthday this year she gave me like a box of all of her favorite beauty products but they were tailored to me and like what i would like like i i tend she knows what i like and she knows like i like a lot of it, and it was so cool because similar to captain's gift it was like something they love and know that I would love, but tailored to me, like they had to know me, but I'm also getting to see something that they love. So it's like hitting two things at the same time. And it's a real dream come true. Yeah. That's like such a, it's like such a beautiful blend. It's really beautiful when someone cares about you so much that they want to share the things that they love with you and not just for you to see how cool it is or interesting but it's like when they tailor it to you and still want to share it with you it's like such a pure form of showing love it's really beautiful yeah yeah i think so too and i think one thing i didn't say in that newsletter that i'll just end this part with is try to match your gifting energy with theirs or else it can make people feel uncomfortable and i i just say that from experience where like i same with texting i try to do this with any because i tend to be over giver over um like communicator like i i just come off that way and so i try to match the energy coming at me and mm-hmm. that can be hard because my 100 percent might be somebody else's 80 percent, and that's something that i've learned in therapy and i'm constantly relearning but i think you know i had a i had an experience where i got not the switch a different thing than i an expensive gift that i got for the same boyfriend and mm-hmm. he he was like really upset about it and not upset about it, but he just, yeah, he was, he was more annoyed than delighted. And I think some of that was on me. And I think maybe some of that was his stuff. Like, I think it was a combination of the two of us and, you know, hence maybe not being a match, but yeah, I, I just think there is something to like reading the room goes really, really far in every scenario. And it's, it's a, it's a skill and one that I sometimes have to really, develop and redevelop i think it's a lifelong development honestly it, it's yeah. you it's a it's a learned skill I, I think everyone has like the blind spots in their life where they have to like work a little more consciously at it yeah i think so well all right let's wrap up with we're gonna do three questions that i made up (laughs) that we're going to play this game that we played on spiraling where I'm going to say the question and then one of us will say the question and then 
we'll guess each other's answers and see how we do. Love it. Can't wait. Okay. So the first question is, what is your favorite part of living in LA? And gosh, I think that... So I'll guess... I'll try to guess yours first before you say it. And then you can guess mine. I I think you're going to say something to the effect of... I mean, we both grew up in the Midwest, which I we've covered, but us having, you know, you're still there and me just having been there during like a, you know, cold wave. Uh, I mean, it, 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 we can't, it can't be missed that it's nice out every day. I mean, that is incredible and feels sort of like undeniable for us where I think, you know, people who grew up here, like I always say that to Christine who grew up in California, like she'll never understand what it means to shave the ice off of the car in the morning while your hands are going to fall off, you know? And so that, but then I think what you're actually going to say is the the people in the community and your, your friends here. That's what I think you're going to say. You're pretty much completely correct. Like for me. <laughs> yes. So it's interesting because weather for me actually not a huge deal. I mm. love the cold. I know. I know. I didn't know that I about love- you actually. Oh yeah, no. I I, I feel like love, I kind of knew that actually. I don't know. I I love the cold. I love fall. I love spring, summer. Like I'm a big season gal. But really, what I love about LA is definitely the community and the people. And also, like adjacent to that is how creatively free they've all made me feel. Like I think I feel super validated in LA when I'm exploring different paths or new creative endeavors I feel really like immediately understood by my community so I think that that's something I really admire about living there and just like when I go back I feel immediately so understood by everyone it's really wonderful Mm, I love that I'm so happy you feel that way that's so good it's so true and oh good yeah I have my guess i have guesses for you okay. but there's one that like really sticks out to me but i hope it's not too like niche or specific like okay there's a few things like I definitely <laughs> it's not just the act of walking because most people would not consider la a walkable city and you have like forcibly made it that way which is incredible but it's also like the walk you have with all the spots you have and the people you see like it's like you're this cute animal crossing character (laughs) living in like los angeles saying hi to your like barista that's like an owl and like it's just really cute you have your just like your rounds that you make and your path so i don't know among other things too like i i think the weather contributes to that because it allows you to walk yeah but yeah i feel like it's i feel like it's that like your daily your daily village walk and everyone you see on it no notes i mean i think (laughs) whatever i could have cooked up that's that's better i mean that's so true and and i love like you gotta come up and do like the full walk the one that i the map that zoe drew that i tattooed on myself you gotta do that with me one day and and walk up to the top of the hill and because i don't think you come up have you come up there with me like the full thing yeah it's it's pretty fun and yeah i do like my my i like my little world here that i've fell into and i'm so grateful for it and 
you know, it's, I try to not be too attached to it, but I think when you don't have a lot of those other things that we were talking about as anchors, like you have to make your own anchors. And one of them is the community and the shop that we work at. And I want to tell a story about the shop actually, which is that maybe I told this, you would know too. I think I did actually did. I definitely told this at the end of the episode of Nada, but one of the, we'll say it here briefly, but someone who, a guest on the show who is now my, my friend or newer friend, but, but Nada Alec, when, when she did the show, she lives in the neighborhood and she came into the shop and well, you, I wasn't even there. You, you tell it. Cause I already told it. Well, I was working and obviously as the editor of the podcast, I like, I'm not only listening to her ver- voice, but I'm like looking at her Instagram. I'm like, I see what she looks like. And when I edit a podcast, it, it takes like, probably at least double the amount of time of the recording itself. So I'm with her for a while. So anyway, she's coming up, she's buying a bottle of water. And I just was like, I don't want to sound weird. Are you not a like, I'm Katie's editor. I've just listened to your voice for eight hours. Like, (laughs) just like, wanted to say hi. And it was so cute. She was so excited. And like, very flattered because also, little plug, great, great episode, would recommend parts one and two. Fantastic. So it was great. So I saw Nada just at our little shop and had to introduce myself because I, at that moment was like, I know so much about you. <laughs> and you don't know who I am. But I feel like I just dove in deep with you guys. Like I was just like a fly on the wall. That was so cool. And you're the first fly on the wall. There's now there's, there's many, but you're always the first fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing that I just love so much, like running into each other. And like, I just, I love this neighborhood so much. And, and I think I, I love those episodes with Nada too. And Nada is so, so cool and nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm so happy that, that we got to record those and and that we hit it off and that that happened with you too makes me so happy because <laughs> there's nothing I love more than like two people I love getting to meet each other for the first time. I feel like both of my all of my birthday parties since I've been here you've been at which is also so special but <laughs> you the the first year you like walked in and I remember just like introducing you to everybody and being like this is pretty she's like a cartoon character she's so sweet and nice and like you know, that was so cool. And then this year, I just, you know, it was just introducing friends to each other. And and that, that is, yeah, so lovely. And I just think that, you know, something I admire about you is that, that quality of, of friendliness, which, all right, kind of brings us to the next question, which is, what is the most Midwest quality or trait about you? And I'm curious, like, do people say do people know you're Midwestern like in New York or here? Like, do people like say that or do you like, do you find just, you can just tell me this part, like being mm-hmm. Midwestern as a defining characteristic in your personality. I think we've talked about this. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I deeply identify with being Midwestern and it is something I get like, I mean, people out of the blue don't guess it, but if I talk to someone for more than like 20 minutes, they'll probably comment on my accent that I didn't know I had. I mean, everyone in my life brings up that I'm Midwestern, I would say a few times a week. So yeah, yeah, big character trait. Is it the same for you? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of we are too like, you know, similar sized. So, so much so that we share clothes, similar sized <laughs> blonde ish girls who, you know, I, I mean, it's an honor to me because I I don't think I look 25, but I think from afar, people can people often at the shop get us confused or, or definitely like, like, you know, cause they're just coming in there and it's like a person behind that we're not necessarily like a, a friend or a human to them. If they don't know us, we're just like the person cashing them out. And people often, often, often get us confused, but you know, to, to their credit, we are too friendly, probably have somewhat similar accents, like wearing honestly the same clothing sometimes. Yeah, so we, exactly we don't make it easy for them. <laughs> no, no, it's so it's so true. People You're just, probably think we have our uniform of mm-hmm. reformation. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> Again, not sponsored, but quite open to it. <laughs> yeah. Brie is the younger, hotter, smarter oh, model. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely not. It's Will true. not accept that. Biologically, yes, I'm a few years younger, <laughs> but like Katie's the baddest. There's no doubt about it. Everyone knows it. You know, she's the coolest. So it's a, you're just... the coolest. And it's a compliment <laughs> to me if anyone ever equates me to you ever. Oh, oh my gosh. I like, I'm truly blushing. <laughs> okay. Back to the matter at hand, Midwesternness. So, mm-hmm. all right. Do you want to switch it up this time? And I mean, yeah. this one's like, this one's easy, I think. I think we'll both have the same answer. Yeah. I mean, for you, I think like your most Midwestern trait is it, it is just like your friendliness. Probably like you have the ability to talk to a wall. You know, yeah. I feel like that's like so so staunchly Midwestern. So that's what I would guess for you. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely true. And I think part part of me is like I don't know if that's even Midwestern or just my nature of like mm. there are people I'm sure from the Midwest who are not as extroverted, and I just. I come yeah. from, you know, people who are, and it's, yeah. it's just so, and I think you do, you do too, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's spot on. And I think, okay. So for you, I, people say Southern charm, but they haven't met you. So I would say there's uh. some Midwest charm that you have and, and just, you know, like you said, friendliness, like you have a, just a genuine friendliness and like a curiosity about you that I don't even know if this is Midwestern though. Like this is just your nature that you're so sparkly and effervescent. And I just, I don't, I'm not convinced that that's necessarily Midwestern. <laughs> I don't know if that's your, your Leo rising or like what that is exactly, or just you, but you know, I'm sure there's some Midwestern friendliness in in there. And then, but I guess another thing that we do have a bit of a shorthand Midwest wise, like there are some things that you and I just know that people who grew up here, you know, I mean, whatever, I'm saying this, like it's like an abstract concept, but like <laughs> we grew up in a similar place that so we have like a similar, like, like I brought monkey bread to the holiday party and you're like, I fucking love monkey bread. And everyone's like, what's that? You know? So <laughs> it's so real. Yeah. yeah. We have like an affinity towards that sort of thing. But what would you say people say to you? Uh, Yeah, I think it's really just like, the friendliness aspect and that like I'll, I can start a conversation with anyone which yeah I think for both of us like I think that's in our character I definitely like 
I think foundationally, I think it's Midwestern, but then there's just like an added spice on top of who we are. But I feel like, I I mean, out the womb, you learn how to make <laughs> just like really congenial small talk with people and let it turn into like a greater conversation. So I'll, I'll be in the shop and what should be a 30 second transaction turns into like a 10 minute conversation about their past and, and future and everything in between. So, yeah, yeah. I think we're like California Midwesterners though, because what I'm learning is like, and we were kind of chatting about this in the non-recorded pre-show. There's a lot of sort of negative qualities about Midwesterners of like the indirectness and the over-apologizing, which I, I, I too relate and embody (laughs) and I'm working on. And I think the like going really deep part is California blended with a stranger in the shop is like California blended with mid. That's like a, yeah. California Midwest, the name of our shop. (laughs) So true. No, there's, there's definitely like, there's a solid, like, I don't know where the California begins and like the Midwestern ends or vice versa. It's like, it's a real nice fade into each other. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, clean edit. It's a clean edit. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Speaking of editing, like when you brought that up, I would love to do another episode with you because Brie mentioned this just like offhanded in passing when we were telling them not a story, but I just want to make sure people listening clock to this. It takes double the amount of time to edit as it does for these episodes. And they are robust (laughs) and long. So she's a true hero. And I think... I would love to do an episode where we talk about editing and process and like what just just like more about podcasting at at some point. So if people want to submit questions specifically to that, I think it would be, you know, it's going to be 10 years of this show in 2023 in March, technically. So I think, you know, it would be cool to do an episode where we, you know, go more even behind the the curtain. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. I'd love Uh, to do that. Yeah, this operation. Okay, so mm-hmm. with that, speaking of podcasts, what is your? What are some of your favorite podcasts? And and you can guess some of mine. <laughs> okay, well, for years I feel like I know them. I might yeah. not know all of them, and I don't know all of yours, but I do know one because I turned you on to it. <laughs> we've got the Venn diagram, and in the middle of the Venn diagram is How Long Gone. It's fantastic. Huge fan. <laughs> and, uh, and we had a team yeah. outing. We did. We got to see them at the lodge room. And honestly, I and I'm not just saying this. They said it themselves. It's from the horse's mouth. It was their best show yet. Oh yeah. I believe they said that. They so, did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a real honor. So so Jason's twin brother, if people don't listen to How Long Gone, I mean, I I don't even know what to say, but it's yeah. my favorite podcast. And we had a, a very sweet moment, actually, at the after party. Someone came up to us and was like, are you Katie? And I was like, uh, uh yeah. And do you remember that? And then... It was so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was so nice. And she's like, you got me through the pandemic and you're why I know about Jason and Chris. So I guess I must've talked about them before, but um, she listened to the podcast and I was like, Oh my God, you get to meet Brie. And like, it was just, it was so sweet. But, but Jason's twin brother is my really good friend. His name is also Chris. And I was meant to go with him and his girlfriend, who's my close friend from college. And 
they went to the show the night before at the Troubadour and and anyway they were like oh I'm I'm so sorry we can't go but like you're you're on the list and like bring a friend bring a fan and so I was like thinking who to bring and I wanted to bring someone who listens and I I was like oh man and I was like oh my god I have to bring Brie but I don't know if you're free and like I'm asking you day of and you've never listened so like oh I was like so worried you were gonna hate it and then I was gonna be like sad because i love it so much so i just didn't know what to do but you loved it we had the best time it was the best time ever i like immediately fell in love with it and then promptly listened to so many of the episodes (laughs) like it became my go-to when i was driving if i was doing chores like literally whatever i was doing where i would usually put on music i was like all right time to listen to jason and chris again let's do it like yeah, it, it became it became my obsession for sure. Wait, Still you're oh, okay. You're you're in the past tense. I was like, are we off to them? What what oh, happened? No, what happened? No, it's definitely it's still my obsession. Um, and the rotation. Oh yeah, but oh, I was gonna say what else I listened to, but I don't know if I should spoil that yet. I'm happy. I mean, we can do whatever. But no, say it. I feel like I don't know. I don't. I think you know. I, I think you have told me a couple, but I feel like I feel like at this point I'm losing light for my guesses. I think you just tell us. This one is like not on, in the same vein at all. But I love Huberman Labs. Like, oh yeah, I, that's good. I love him. I love. Yeah, I am Andrew Huberman, number one stan. I love that king. I yeah. love falling asleep to it. Like, that's my favorite. It's just to hear him discuss uh, neurobiology. I'm not, a, I've never identified as like a science person <laughs> either. I've never been great at science, but he breaks it down. I feel so smart, smart. but it's fun to listen to. Yeah. So, I'm a big Huberman Labs podcast person. That's a favorite of mine. I'm trying to think of what else I really like to listen to. I love um, that one too. I used to listen to, and I'm sad because it ended pretty abruptly, but I used to listen to Obsessed, which was Benito Skinner, who's Benny Drama 7 on Instagram, and Mary Beth Barone, and they would just both they're comedians that would talk about their obsessions of the week and they were 20 minutes long like just super short sweet to the point they're so funny like I would cackle and I miss that podcast a lot like I watched their Instagrams I've seen them both perform live like in LA at comedy shows but it was a really good podcast I miss it and Mm. I hope they hear this I hope they listen to this and it know that this is like a cry for help that they started again so bring it back bring it back like please bring it back um but yeah i feel like those are like my main ones yeah I feel, yeah yeah where are you at what are what are your podcasts of choice well, I was just going to say, I think it's nice to have variety. Like, I love that it's, it's Huberman Lab, it's comedians, it's Jason and Chris. Like, I, I like to have podcasts that have been around for like this, this week, I listened to Courtney Love on Marin, our, oh, yeah. our neighbor, <laughs> Mark mm-hmm. Marin, who do, does live around here and have seen multiple. He's coming to the shop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I like to just listen to a lot of interviewers because I think it's good that I, you know, I listen to Fresh Air pretty often and, mm-hmm. and Marin and I like to just, you know, kind of see what's, how people who are really good at what they do, do. And, and so I, I like that. And then I, I like having, yeah, I like learning things, especially in the mornings. Like I want to learn something. It makes me, it gives me a little momentum to feel smart. And so I, I, I was just going to say like to your Rex, like it's nice to have a, a eclectic, you know, group of downloads. And then, you know, what I like about Jason and Chris is that they do it three times a week. So it's like, there's, and I was trying to say this to you when I was explaining like what we were doing that night, like you kind of get into the world of it where you're just, and and I think people who listen to this show frequently in a way, you know, kind of know like, all right, this is what you're getting into. And it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not what we do here isn't fresh air and it's not Marin. It's, you know, it's this other thing. And and the more you listen, you kind of get into that. And then you just kind of like, and they've said this as a show too, from again, from the horse's mouth that it's, you don't have in a world of a lot of choice of like people don't want to choose, you know, what to listen to or they're just like, Oh, I'm going to listen to this. And I kind of know what I'm getting into. And there are some that I like more than others, but I will like, here we are. And you just start kind of mm-hmm. there. And since I don't watch TV, like having that is so comforting to me where, you know, when I'm like getting ready for bed in the evening, I'll, I'm like, all right, I need Jason and Chris. Like I need something to just kind of be on in the background and I can go in and out while I'm washing the dishes or while I'm, you know, folding my laundry, but I can, I don't have to super pay attention like I might on a Huberman lab episode or, you know, even fresh air. And I, I'm just kind of, I have my pals like chatting and I, I I think, I hope that this podcast can, can feel like company for, for people, you know, and, and that's a goal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like, Especially with your podcast, I feel like you're so open and you are not afraid to be vulnerable, like both with your guests and with all the listeners. And I mean, also, they're not like just listeners. They, I, I know you message everyone back and you email and you DM, like you're, you're very involved in it. And I think that it is it's it's just like nice to be doing maybe some mundane tasks but listening and kind of feeling like you're talking to a friend or listening to them tell their story or whatever it is or you get to be a fly on the wall of a really cool conversation of two friends like it's yeah I think you're nailing it I think you're doing a great job I think you're doing a great job (laughs) (laughs) well I mean dude I love you so much and I yeah, I want to keep talking to you forever and I'm lucky that I I get to and and I think, you know, with with editing the the last thing I'll I'll say about this is like to your point about vulnerability, like when when you came on as the editor, I was like, wow, the, even though we were friends like and 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 had worked together before in a different capacity, this is the most vulnerable position for me for someone to have because they're getting all of the parts of me that I don't like that I'm wanting to cut out that I'm embarrassed of. And they're trusting me to make decisions about how I want other people to sound to. And, and as people know, or maybe they don't, but this is not like a highly, highly edited 
show. It's pretty much what you see is what you get, but I try to make people sound the best that they can be, including myself and represent them clearly for that day, like a moment in time, like a time capsule. And Brie helps to do that. And it's not easy. And there's like such a trust there that I, I, yeah, I'm just really grateful. And, and we can talk more about that when we do a, a, a proper like behind the curtain podcast episode, but my computer is about to die and <laughs> we have to, we have several, several more questions. We are going to do the spiraling questions, but I think you should just come back. Like, are you down to come back and do those? I would love to come back. Of course. All right. Well, let's do that next time. So this doesn't take you so, so long to edit, <laughs> but Perfect. we actually have a guest that you're about to hear. So I've mentioned him several times. His name is Mark, and he is the founder of our dear sponsor, Sprout Living. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you have been editing this podcast for a while, uh, Sprout Living, really incredible, really incredible products. We love them here at, I was going to say how long gone <laughs> here at, that's not our show. Uh, our show is called Let It Out. And we we also did forget to mention that we did get matching Let It Out I'm not let it out hats. We got matching how long gone hats. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in the new mm -hmm. year, I want to make, I haven't even told you this yet. I want to make some merch and I have two ideas that I are in the works. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. But anyway, and I got the idea because I was wearing the how long gone hat while working one day. And I think I told you this Brie, but somebody was like, Oh, you're a goner. Like you listen to the show. And it became like a really cool conversation. And I was like, wow, that'd be so cool if we could have, have something similar, but oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. So where that's that's in the works for twenty twenty three. I was gonna say twenty two. Do you do you have any like goals for the podcast for twenty twenty two? I'm or twenty three. I'm putting you on the spot for this. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, I think like some live events. I think that would be really fun. Like that's that's number one. Is I love. I mean, I think what's like brought us so much closer. And I don't know. It's like face-to-face -face, like getting to connect with our community i'd love to do like a little event somewhere that's a goal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna do it we're gonna do all of it oh, i'm excited it's the perfect time to make your to make your 2023 goals like solstice just ended like you know we're we're starting a new chapter so yeah yeah and we're saying it, it here live yeah you heard mm -hmm. it here first yeah all right well, I love you and thank you so much for being here. And what I just am going to set up for you is this lovely individual, Mark, who is the the founder of Sprout Living. He's also Midwestern, just like you and I. And I genuinely had a really nice conversation with this person. He is really smart and kind. And we don't just talk about the, the products. We talked about everything from Martha Stewart's restaurant in Las Vegas. Did you know she had a restaurant? No, no idea. Well, you're going to no hear, idea. you're going to get to hear about that <laughs> in a little bit. And oh. the best advice that he's been given, which I kind of alluded to, I gave a lot of spoilers earlier, but it's, it'll be better when you hear it from the horse's mouth, as you say. And, you know, he talks about working in a team and he, he gives us really good productivity advice. And he talks about, you know, patience and things taking time and parenting and working from home and working at night when other people aren't working. And he just, yeah, he was a cool guy. And I really liked talking to him. And you're about to hear that now. So I hope you stick around. And 
Brie and I will put a treasure at the end for you. So stick around for a, a treasure at the end of, the, of this show. But um, until then, enjoy this conversation with Mark, the founder of Sprout Living. All right, Mark, I'm so happy to have you here. We were chatting before we started recording, but having this partnership with Sprout over the last six weeks has truly been such an honor and a privilege. And I, my friends and I call this uh, grocery store that I know that you're, I'm sure, familiar with. It's called Erwan, but my friends and I call it Earthworm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it started, but it did. And it just feels kind of correct. And if you know the place, you, you'll know why. And it's a funny, goofy store. And I, I also love it. And recently, they have your protein in a smoothie, which I'm sure you know. And when I saw it, I got so excited and I was like, oh my God, they're, they're our sponsor right now. They're, you know, and it was like seeing a, um, celebrity. It was so cool. And I was so happy. And, um, beyond that, it's just been so great working with you and your team. And I love your products so much. And my friends love your products. And it's just been great to tell the rest of my friends here on the podcast about your products. So I'm stoked to hear about how it all came to be and and learn more about you. And I'm just really happy that you're taking the time to do this. Great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, that that partnership with Airwan is really nice because, you know, they're a pretty prominent store in, in Southern California. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, though, I never had the chance to try the smoothie. So I'm asking everybody how it was. I hear it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, what a bummer. We try to recreate it. Um, but of course, it's not the same. Um, but yeah, it's a great idea. And they use our vanilla lacuma protein powder. So it's a kind of a perfect thing for uh, like the spice of our protein powder and like a pumpkin spice slice. I thought it was a really really clever idea. Totally. It was so good. And it, it made me so happy. So you're in Chicago. Are you from Chicago? Is that where you started the company? And that's have are you Midwestern like me? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I was, so originally, actually, I'm born in Ukraine. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, I came over when I was a, like, a basically a toddler, and uh, grew up in Tampa, Florida, and been in Chicago for the last 10 or 12 years. Oh, wow. Cool. How did you end up starting Sprout and walk me through your, your trajectory a little bit and how you got into what you're doing now? Yeah, I started Sprout Living just out, just after college. So I graduated in 2010. It's probably a, about a year after school, I started Sprout Living. And, um, and yeah, I went on a trip to Israel and I met a group of people. Somebody was looking for a roommate in Chicago and it just kind of worked out perfectly because I have family here. And so I thought like, okay, well, this is great. Like I, I found a cool roommate. I can move there. And and yeah, so kind of the timing of it was just perfect. So I was really just starting the company and I was in a new city. So it kind of worked out well. So why why Sprout Living? Why protein powder? I think you... I was like Googling you <laughs> before this and preparing my notes. And I think you have... Or I noticed like on your email, you have a couple other companies too. Is that right? So we kind of have like a parent company. So it's really just Sprout Living is kind of our main brand. Yeah. But yeah, but like but I can kind of answer like why Sprout Living. Yeah. Yeah. So like after school... Uh, well, really kind of during school, it started that, you know, I would go work out with my roommates. I was always like a, not always, but like at college, I was already eating plant-based and we would go work out. And then after the gym, you know, we would go to the store and they would buy like muscle milk or some sort of other protein powder, or protein drink. And I never really had anything good to drink. 
the ingredients were always super crappy. And I kind of thought like, okay, like I'm really into business. I'm into this lifestyle and I just got to kind of make something for myself. And that's really how it all started to start. Uh, you know, it's much different now than it was back then, but that was kind of the, the basics of it. So yeah, I started, I just ordered a bunch of different ingredients and I try to formulate my own product in the kitchen. And at first it didn't seem like it could be a business. It was just kind of like, okay, this is what I'll drink. And uh, slowly, you know, it was like, all right, well, what do I do after school? I, I did finance. So I was really into business, but I kind of wanted to work for myself. So I thought, well, maybe I could, maybe we could try to package this and see if it sells. And this was like way before plant protein was even a thing. Health and wellness was around, but not at the level that it is now. Um, so for for many years, just after school, like me trying to sell this and make it and building a website, doing customer service and shipping it literally out of my apartment, it was really just a hobby. So it took many years to get going into something that I would say is even a small business. Wow. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We're we're similar ages. I I graduated from college in 2012 and I went to school in Michigan and also was plant-based and and very into what is so popular almost cringily so now, but was really, especially where I was in Michigan, you know, we didn't even have a whole foods. And so I was probably similar to you, you know, like I, I asked for a Vitamix as my graduation present and I was, you know, formulating things in my kitchen and trying to get it. I was so into wellness and even, you know, this, this program we're on now started out really wellness focused and now it's expanded beyond that. But I think at that, it's so interesting to think about, you know, where, wellness and wellness culture was at that time in, in 2010, 2012 to where it is now in the last 10 years is is really night and day. And and thinking about the products that I would have protein wise that I was trying. And that's something, you know, I, I spoke about in, in the ads, but I liked playing around with using your products in unconventional ways, like with baking or making um, no bake like treats and they're so versatile in that way. And I'm thinking about some of the early protein, plant-based protein products that I use that just like made me feel so terrible or gassy, honestly, or like just didn't digest well or tasted terrible. And Sprout couldn't be less like that. Like your products are so different from anything else out there because they're multifunctional and have adaptogens in them. And it's it's really cool. It's unlike anything else. And, you know, I kind of said it in a joking way in the ads, like, we love convenience. It's so great. But but truly, like, it's so nice to have a, a multifunctional product where you don't have to buy a bunch of powders because I've done that. And it's so expensive and time consuming. And, and that's, you know, one of the things I really appreciate from what your products have to offer and, and hearing the, the impetus of that, 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 makes a lot of sense. So do you want to add anything to that about like how they differ from others and how, what your take is on all of that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a really good point you make about the, the convenience of it. So we do try to use these, uh, you know, popular ingredients. I mean, they weren't popular at the time, but uh, right. it kind of does eliminate the need to have a, you know, a different powder for every function. And 
we kind of put it all together in a really convenient protein powder. You know, so some of these, like they call superfoods. So things like maca, baobab, lakuma, um, you know, we use different mushrooms, we use different herbs and spices. You know, we use just basically real food ingredients. You know, like we, we basically derive all of our flavor entirely from foods, right? A lot of other brands will use things like natural flavoring. So it's kind of interesting. I think, you know, people see the, the word natural flavoring on an ingredient list and, you know, they think it's all just natural. But the truth is that you can have like a natural strawberry flavor and it doesn't have any strawberry in it at all. Right. And our approach would always be to use real organic strawberries. Yeah. And that's like the big difference between us and everyone else. So the natural flavoring, you know, we use cinnamon, real ginger, real vanilla. Um, We use cacao. You know, if it's a berry, we use a real berry. If it's matcha, we use real matcha. So these like these, they seem like to me pretty obvious things to do. Like there's a lot of value in these ingredients that give flavor. So why would we ever use something that's just like, you know, basically made in the lab. Totally. Um, and you mentioned earlier about like digestive issues and bloating and stuff. I think a lot of that has to do with the gums that a lot of these protein powders have, you know, like I, I get it that people want protein powders that have like the super smooth texture and they like, and they blend super well and our products do. And we really try hard to formulate that just through food, but you know, we avoid processed gums because I think it is hard on the digestive system. Um, and so like, we just do everything. Like, I think we do things, it's kind of funny maybe, but we do things like ex- really like the hard way. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of like what we've, that's what we've always done. And, you know, we could easily just get a flavor and we could make it taste like strawberry shortcake, but that's just not our, that's just not our thing. Honestly. Um, we just value really like the benefits of ingredients more than the flavor. And I say that they're so good though. Yeah. (laughs) I think it tastes better than the other stuff. I was kind of compare. It's like buying a cookie, like from a, like a mass market grocery store or like making a cookie at home. Like that difference in flavor is kind of how I would describe like our protein flavor, our protein powders and most others on the market. Oh, that's such a good analogy. I, I wish I would have said that in, in the ads. That's so good. That that's, that's so true. And yeah, as much as we're talking about the, the benefits, like, I mean, I'll just say for the record, like tastes so good. And I'm actually on your website right now, scrolling through the recipes. And I'm curious if you happen to like have made any or have any, um, favorites because I, earmarked a couple there's these you mentioned strawberry shortcake and you have these Mm -hmm. strawberry shortcake freezer bars that i'm like really excited to make they use my my favorite product actually which is the epic protein with the collagen that's my my favorite one and yeah have you made this or have you made anything on there (laughs) i have made a bunch of recipes not any that i can remember by name you know i have a half-year-old daughter and so she's super into pancakes so not necessarily from a recipe on the site, but like we'll put protein in basically most things that we give to her and uh, she's, she loves it. So it's not like we even have to hide it, but like pancakes, I think with any of our proteins are delicious. I mean, she'll literally wake me up in the morning wanting a smoothie. And it's like, it's funny though, too, because you know, like the, the Vitamix is kind of like, a, like a heavier, bulkier type of product. So it's like six thirty in the morning. I have to be in the kitchen. I'm taking the Vitamix out of the, the cupboard, and I'm starting to make the smoothie. And she wants to help, so she's starting to throw things in there. So I mean, yeah, I think like that is kind of uh, the nice thing about Epic Protein. I think 
is because we use real food ingredients to do all the flavoring, it doesn't overpower anything. I think it only honestly enhances smooth, like enhances recipes. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a that's like a that's a big thing. It, it doesn't like when you use those natural flavors, you get like a really strong, like, almost in some ways like a fake aftertaste. Yeah. Um, and so, like you, if you you couldn't really make a lot of these recipes, they would just taste, and they just wouldn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so yeah, it, but it is very versatile. I mean, we work with some cafes and juice bars, and we also have some stores. We actually work with a pancake house. They use our protein in their pancakes. Um, oh, really? Like a, yeah, it's just a, it's basically like I don't want to say because I don't know for sure if it's like a one for one flour substitute, but you can get pretty close, and you may not even need real flour. Wow, I got to do that with pancakes because I've been like yeah, craving pancakes recently. Yeah, I mean, so like our base of protein and that is like, so we use pea, we use pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, um, a couple other protein powders. And those are just, you know, they just do really well in baked type of goods. Yeah, yeah. I made muffins with it recently that mm. turned out really well. I didn't use one of these recipes either, but I just kind of did my own thing. And I feel like I kind of wish I had and... and <laughs> taking a photo for you guys to, to make it famous on the Sprout website <laughs> Yeah, we, um, so next time. <laughs> we have someone on our team that like, she'll like kind of do like the, the, the videos and the, and the photos of the recipes and she'll make them. And I, I it's, it's impossible not to comment because like they look so good and yeah. she actually, um, you know, to, to, uh, to, you know, to take the pictures, but then she also makes them and she tries them. And yeah, I mean, she always says they're like basically 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really cool. And probably like a very fun job. Um, So I noticed that you have these new, I just saw it in your, in yours and Paige's email signature. And then I went to the the website, Color Fuel Adaptogenic Drink Mixes. So I know that's a new product. Can you tell us about that and, and anything else new and what's next for you? Yeah. And so our main line has always been Epic Protein. We have eight flavors. Um, we have kind of like four of our classic flavors. And then we have four of the function, like kind of they're like, we call them the premium flavors. And there's the, the one that you mentioned, Pro Collagen is one. We have a real sport for like athletes. We have a complete coffee, which is like coffee and mushrooms. Oh, I love um, that one too. We have like a new one, that Mindful Matcha, which is like a nootropic. So it's like good for focus and clarity um it's like matcha flavored i mean they're honestly also so good um but the color fuel was something our first time really getting out of the protein space and it was really refreshing and kind of maybe pun intended but refreshing because it's just like a different taste profile you know these are like more like drink mixes or kind of like lemonades or you know just amazing with water on ice um and so like our approach really to anything is always function based so our proteins are function based um, and then these are functional drink mixes. So we have a beauty, we have a, an immunity, and we have a hydration. And, you know, you'll find these on the market. Um, like hydration is super popular, obviously now, but there's really nothing like our product. You know, we, again, we don't use the natural flavoring. We don't use the gums. We don't use any additives. It's entirely from food. And then on top of that, we use adaptogens. We use superfoods. I mean, these are like different ingredients that are... I would say like ingredients plus, you know, they have so much more value than maybe just like, you know, your basic blueberry powder, for example. Yeah. I, I'm just really happy that you make things that are completely natural. And like like that, I think that analogy that you originally said of that 
a cookie that you got at the store versus a cookie that you got it that you make at home that says everything to me you know what i mean like i have kind of no interest in the other one and i but i also understand like the the mass production of of why something tastes how it is and you kind of always know but i love i love something homemade and that that really yeah, it makes such a difference. You know, I mean, at this point, obviously, like we're, you know, producing them like, you know, in real facilities that are certified organic and vegan and kosher and they have all their FDA certifications, but we formulate everything in my kitchen. So like when I say it tastes like when you make something like at home, I mean, we actually do formulate at home and we, we do like, you know, dozens. I mean, you know, it takes it takes a long time and it's so tedious to formulate our products. I mean, we do everything ourselves um, just to get the flavors perfect, to get the macros and the micros perfect. Um, and so I think that comes through, you know, totally. we don't, we don't tell a company like a, a flavor house, like, Hey, we want this to taste like this. Can you like deliver? We just, you know, we just, we just got to kind of do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. That's yeah. I think that makes it more special and, yeah, I think that's really cool. Do you have a favorite product or a favorite new product that you're excited about? Or what are you most excited about in the business in general right now? Um, you know, like the thing that makes me the most excited generally in business is actually seeing our product on store shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, it's pretty anonymous, like to me, but it's, uh, I don't do many of these kinds of calls or anything. But I just like when I know that when someone sends me a picture that they have their product in their home or on the store shelf, that to me is it's 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 like so beyond flattering because like I know that they're making a good choice. Like these are products that I consume that my family consumes. And so like when I see other people, you know, if they're checking it out at the store, they're bringing it home to their families. For me, that's like just amazing. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's kind of, I don't remember if we were recording or not when, when we were talking about this, but you were saying you listen to podcasts and you can tell when, when the host is actually into something or if it's, you know, something that an agency is like booked in there, just like reading a script. And I don't do that. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm a terrible liar and it (laughs) just wouldn't work. Um, (laughs) and so it's, it's really obvious that whenever I'm, I'm working with something, I really genuinely love it. And, and I think it's, it's the same thing. Like I, I take pride when someone who listens to the podcast is like, Oh, I got this. And, and I keep wanting to call it earthworm but at Irwan or at Lawson's or you know or like I saw, heard this on the show like people will do that to me like somebody was at the vitamin shop the other day and they were like I heard about this on the show and then they got it and and that was so cool and I felt pride you know and I think it's good when you it that's how you know you're feeling good about what you're doing in in the world when you're when you're seeing that and you're not only you're not thinking about Oh man, like that's so cool. You you bought my thing. You're like, oh yeah, like that. I'm stoked you got it because I know it's gonna be useful for you. And I actually really love it. And I'm I'm so happy that you're gonna get to experience it. Just like if you made a plate of brownies, you know, and you're like happy to share them. It's like the, a large scale um version of that. I don't know if that's a stretch, but anyway, I that that's really exciting and, and seems really earnestly, you know true and and from you know the brief moment that we've been friends <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i really like the idea that people can make like good choices at home i think probably most of our customers are not plant-based and that's totally fine with us in fact i think that's great because i think people are taking 
like I, th- I think they they value like if you have meat or you have you know non plant based foods, totally fine with us, of course. Um, but if you're taking care of your body, you're trying to eat well, you're exercising, you're spending time and money. I think like the, the fuel, really the stuff that really like helps build you back up, I think should be as clean as possible. And I think that's what our products offer. So I think that's like the coolest part. You know, I have none of my friends are plant-based to be honest. They all love Epic Protein. But but, like the fact that like someone could eat anything, they choose to eat our cleaner stuff is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, all right. I want to end with wrapping up with a couple of the questions I ask everybody. So what's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Okay. Yeah, sure. So I was in Las Vegas probably about a week ago. So I think it fits in the time frame. And we were at Martha Stewart's restaurant at the oh, Paris. I didn't even Hotel. know she had a restaurant. Cool. Yeah, I think it's new. And we actually went there for like basically an appetizer before actual dinner. So we do that when, when I'm like out on vacation, like this is, or not vacation, but like when I'm out, mm-hmm. out of town, like we'll try to eat as much good food as we can. And uh, we ordered some pierogies and they were unbelievable honestly like memorable so uh i would say that <laughs> did you end up staying there and and having dinner there or did you go back no and but then we ended up canceling dinner plans anyway so it was kind of silly we uh <laughs> yeah yeah we had a few things at that at her restaurant but then we never actually went to real dinner but it was really good i mean i i would love to go back just for that cool oh that was a good yeah. one has there been like a piece of advice or you know, a, a bit of wisdom that, that either someone gave you or that you've picked up either about business or living or creativity or relationships or parenthood or just anything that comes to mind that has helped you recently or in the past or any any piece of advice that has been useful to you that you've either come up with yourself through your experience or someone imparted to you that you could share with us. You know, it's funny when you, when you listed off like all the like business and this and relationships, and then you said parenting, the first thing that came to mind was patience. Honestly, I think that applies to all of them. Parenthood really was the trigger there, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, everything is tough, I guess. Everything is almost like working against you. So I think, yeah, patience is a really big one. I mean, it's like go to go back to business. You know, I started this company in 2012 and so it's been 10 years, you know, we just recently got into our first national chain. So it just, it takes time. And like, and I, I, w- I don't know how to word this exactly, maybe, but you know, like, you know, when you do something and then you're like, oh yeah, that's so obvious. I should have done this before. I feel like you think that, but you, you couldn't have gotten to that point unless you went through that, you know, like you have to mm-hmm. go through the experience. You have that epiphany of like, oh, that's so obvious. Like nothing is obvious until it is. Ooh. And so there's so many lessons like that, like in, in business that like, I think I've like, I've learned like, oh yeah, like, why didn't we do this before? Well, because you couldn't have known to do it before. So you kind of just got to go through it all. Yeah. My, my therapist says everything is everything where, you know, it's kind of like that saying that sort of cheesy, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. But I do sort of believe that, you know, I'm, I'm firing off all of those areas of life that you perhaps could give us advice and and you're like patience is kind of a a catch-all and i think that's so so true because how you are in parenting is how you are in your career and how you are in your relationships and your friendships and i think really what it comes down to with what you were saying about 
things take time and we're on different timelines. And for us to compare ourselves with, you know, in your case, other consumer packaged good companies or people in the health and wellness space, or in my case, other podcasts or whatever it is, it's really challenging. I think especially for our, our generation of like trying to have careers that have at least aspects of them that like didn't exist when we were young or couldn't imagine and we're having to navigate and compare and kind of see more of each other's lives due to the nature of social media and i i think just knowing that everyone does things on different timelines and, and to your point things can't be rushed even though that is true and i completely agree with it doesn't make it less annoying you know what i mean like yeah. i would it, when you're in that like that that i completely that actually like felt kind of um nurturing to hear for me right now actually but it at the same time it's like yeah the only way out is through like that is how it is but um the it's still oh. when you're in it it's hard <laughs> yeah that you know, like in all those things, I think it's it's hard to do everything by yourself, it, you know, especially like in our business. I mean, we, you know, it's like, it seems like I do very little compared to everybody else at this point, you know? So I think really like you need help and you should not be, you should always, I don't know, for me, at least I love, I ask a lot of questions, uh, probably annoyingly so, but cause like, you know, I think it's like, I want to know what other people think. And like, I think maybe it could spark like like a different thought process for them. So I think asking questions is really good. I think it's just helpful, especially in business and especially maybe in like a leadership role. I think just ask. Do you have kind of people that you turn to or advisors or people that you know, support friendship? Like, do you feel like you have people that you can go to and just know that no matter what you can share how you're feeling and, and, and have that support? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I think my brother is a really good one. So he's also in a similar space. He, they do like, uh, organic chocolates and stuff. Um, but he's just, he's just so smart about life, I think. And of course, business. So he's like a really good one. He always just knows exactly what to say. Yeah. Um, it's just helpful to have for sure. Cause I could really ask him anything. Mm, that's cool. That's cool that you both are in a similar, ended up in a similar sort of job. Yeah, kind of coincidence. Everyone, yeah, when we when people find out, they're like, "So is your whole family in like organic food?" And no, I'm just like, it's just us, and it's just coincidental. We don't really like we help each other, but we don't work together. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It would be it'd be cool to collaborate in in some way, or maybe you have. But yeah, maybe yeah. No, we have nothing yet, but yeah, maybe in the future. Yeah. Cool. I love that. What's your favorite part of your life right now? Honestly, I think working from home is nice because I really get to see a lot of my daughter. Mm. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I'm busy and she knows I'm busy. But when I take my 10, 15 minute breaks, I mean, it's basically just hanging out with her. So that to me is really cool. I wouldn't really, I just, I know like a lot of people don't have that luxury. And so they kind of miss a lot of, a lot of the things, but just so many little, little parts of the day that she, she's just, you know, like, just kids are so funny so like i get to see that all the time which is really great mm, yeah i love that so you you mentioned you know 
you feel like you're doing less than other people on the on the team right now so which is great that you've you know delegated and i'm sure it wasn't always that way but you know when it comes to routines or habits or productivity is is there anything that helps you or that you stick to or or any anything that you can share with us about how you spend your days or or help you to stay focused other than nootropics <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i try to work out um, I think that helps me kind of get me back to grounded. And honestly, for me, I know it's not for everybody, but like, I feel like I find the most focus actually working at night. So there's just so many distractions during the day, just even from chats from the team and emails. Like when I have something important to do, I feel like I'm much better just like, even if the TV's on in the background, like just sitting and working on my laptop to like maybe 1130 or 12. I don't know if that's like super healthy, but that works for me. Yeah. I feel the same way either early in the morning or late at night or on the weekends or I love like banging out some emails on a holiday like just I can be so much more productive yeah to your point there's not a lot of distractions coming in and you can just really focus again not sure if it's someone would say it's healthy but I think also just like knowing what works for you is really important and just being honest about that yeah I feel like honestly like I'll get more done in three hours at night than I would like for the full eight hour nine hour day Totally same. I'm I'm the same yeah. way. I guess, but you know, it's also probably probably slightly different work. Like I'm maybe more available to the team, which I, you know is obviously also part of it. But um, like the, for like the like the tasks that I have, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I do them more at night. Yeah, but then my mornings are a little weird, so it's kind of a trade off. Yeah, like yeah. I you know, don't want to wake up at six thirty in the morning. It's very hard for me. <laughs> Yeah, same. I'm God. I wish I was one of those people who just woke up early. Well, I'm also um, in Chicago, and it's just cold and it's dark, and so I just want to sleep, you know, forever, basically. Oh, totally. I, I having lived in that climate <laughs> for more of my life than I haven't, much more than I haven't. Um, I completely understand. <laughs> it is yeah. so cold there in the winters. Well, you gotta, you gotta come out here, and and we'll we'll do a let it out sprout collaboration too in person and get you the the earthworm smoothie and um <laughs> some sunshine <laughs> yeah great yeah we try to go out at least once a year or so no, that'd be amazing yeah yeah it'll be so great to meet you when you're in town but that that's it that's really all i have for you but is there you know the, the name of this show is is let it out so i always ask people you know is there anything else that you wish that i would have asked that you never get to talk about that you want to share either about sprout or about yourself or um, anything you want to recommend, um, either, you know, product wise or outside of Sprout or, you know, this is usually the time we have people recommend, you know, it can be art or book or movie or podcast or food or truly anything. So anything else you want to add? Well, you know, like for me, I guess I would say for me, what I love, um, I live, I think live music is the best. Not that that's like any sort of secret, but I think like if you ever have a chance to go see live music, yes. And I kind of think you don't say no. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so funny that you said that. I just said to a friend last night, there's there's this one of my favorite venues is, is really close to my apartment. And I can walk there. And whenever someone's going to a show there and they invite me, I, I told her last night, I was like, I made a rule that no matter what, I go because it's right there. And even if I don't know them, I'll have a good time or I'll just like walk home, you know, it's right there. So <laughs> it's, it's a hard rule for me. And I love that. So who have you seen recently or since the pandemic that, that was like your first show back? 
Um, well, I mean, I honestly go kind of a lot, so it would be too many to name, but I did see a band not long ago that I thought was incredible. Probably one of my favorites in a very long time. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but I think it's Corella Dust. Um, I think there are like three guys from London. It's kind of like a mix of like electronic and then rock. It's just such a good vibe. They were incredible live. It was a small venue. I think they're so much better than the venue that they played at. Um, in terms of just like size of, you know, size and like people that attended it. So that was amazing. I would recommend listening to that. Cool. Cool. I love that. Well, we are very aligned in our opinion on <laughs> going to see shows. <laughs> um, and turns out protein powder too. So anyway, thank you so much for doing this. It was, it was really nice to meet you and I'm really grateful for the partnership and, and to get to, to know the person behind Sprout and, yeah, it means a lot that you wanted to work with Let It Out and I'm I'm so grateful. So so we end by letting out a deep breath together. So are you down to do it with me, Sai? Yeah. yeah good. <laughs> okay. Inhale. Let it out. <sighs> Thank you so much, Mark. This is really cool. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, for your time. That was nice. That was my conversation with Mark from Sprout Living. And again, cool guy, right? Like, I really think he is so nice and it supports this podcast so much to support the sponsors. So use the code, try it out, tell your friends. And I'm not alone here like I usually am on the outro. Who's here with me? Uh, Hi, it's (laughs) Bree. You heard my voice earlier. And um, great to be here. Love, We're love delivering. Here. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are mm-hmm. delivering on the promise that I alluded to, which is that we indeed have a gift for you. And that is one of the questions stolen from our other show, Spiraling. We will have Brie answer all of them, but one of them, and this comes from Serena, but it is a very important question. Are you a toilet paper folder or a crumpler? And Brie is here to answer that for you right now. Take it away. I want to let everyone know that I had a few questions to choose from. And this is the one I chose. And I'll tell you why. It's because I am very much a toilet paper folder. And I don't consider myself to be organized type A, et cetera, et cetera, like the traits you would assume with it. But to me, it just like, I feel like it's the most sanitary option (laughs) the crumple crumples chaos like folded it just i feel clean afterwards i feel good like so i think if to all the crumplers out there give it a try like you kind of take a few sheets a little of the squares just kind of fold them into each other make a nice little rectangle give yourself a good little wipe and like (laughs) No, there's no such thing as too much information. So, like, let me know how it goes. Because, like, crumpling, not my vibe, you guys. So, and to let the it folders out. out there. Yeah. Oh, this is my, this is the equivalent of my deep exhale. Like, this is my truth. I'm speaking it. I'm speaking <laughs> vulnerably. So, yeah. And to the fellow folders, like, good on you. Keep it going. I put this in a newsletter recently that I think, Talking to your friends about 
poop and periods and peeing and like as much as you can letting it out if you will literally figuratively brings you closer and i think we should do it even if it makes people feel uncomfortable at first it will come back around and next time they need to tell you about an emergency poop situation they're gonna know that they can because you did first it's a safe space that you're creating and that's really powerful work you should be very proud of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) and if people want my answer to the question that question they have to go listen to spiraling because i answer it in depth there Mm -hmm. i love that trait about you i love so many traits about you i (laughs) i just love you period and i'm so grateful that i get to see you all the time and that you're in my life and that I get to work with you in this way and that you did this with me. And yeah, I just, I couldn't be more grateful. So should we, should we just, you know, do, Oh, Oh, you know, and I should mention one of those, well, I'll just say the two merch things I want to do in case anyone here listening, this is a real exclusive treat Mm. at the end. I want to do, and if anyone knows how I can do this, I was thinking I wanted to do whoopee cushions that say let it out. Because so I think cute. it's so cute. Really fun and funny. And yeah, but the environmental footprint of that I didn't love. And so I, I also have the mm. idea of let it out hankies, which I did at this launch party for the magazine that never was. And my cousin made them. But I need to figure out a way to to do that. My I inherited a bunch of handkerchiefs from my grandfather when he died. And I want to... And I use them. Like in New York, I would use them. Like when you, your nose is just like... It's not gross. Like when your nose is just running from like being cold to just like wipe it mm-hmm. and like put it away. It's like gross if you're ill. But like, yeah, yeah, hankies are underrated. And I think a let it out hanky could be... Co- what do you think of those? I think it's so precious. I love it. I yeah. really love it. Genius something different right and then you know mm-hmm. maybe we'll we will do something else like they had lighters and hats and t-shirts and you know who knows the world is our oyster truly oh gosh yeah. all right i love you so much i'm losing light and battery on my computer but let's yeah. let's end with a deep breath inhale <laughs> let it out <sighs> i love you and i'm so glad we got to tell our origin story it's I'm I'm happy that we get to have this little piece of history forever now, just in our pockets. Me too, me too. Until the next one. Okay, Until thank you so one. much for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.